Hey everybody, welcome back. This is World Talk uh, Spiritualism episode uh, 6. Sorry, took me a second. Um, today we're going to be talking about, uh, we're diving into the occult philosophy with this one. And I'll go ahead and say, this is going to be part 1. I don't, uh, I'm hoping I can fit this into like less than 3 parts, but there's no... No real guarantees with that, but we're going to try and do our best. And I've also been searching around for more uh, outro music, so hopefully I'll have some fresh outro songs for you guys, because I'm sure that's like the reason 40% of you listen to these. Okay, so to to start off, um, I will say that there's a pretty, pretty significant chance that these next few podcasts are going to be a little bit lengthier, so be prepared for that. But I will go ahead and say that this podcast, the specific things we're talking about are going to be numerology, astrology, and then also uh, witchcraft and Wicca and kind of the differences between those two. So, all right, let's get right into it. Um, the first thing, first thing to start, numerology. Um, that's kind of where I ended up starting in this whole field of philosophy Basically, with numerology, as one would assume, by its namesake, numerology is actually the study of numbers. Thing is, it's not uh, just that, per se. It's kind of the belief in the divinity that numbers hold. And by that, really, I'm just referring to uh, the correspondences between uh, numbers and number patterns in specific situations, and how it can be used to explain various phenomena. So... Uh, let's see, what's a good example of that? Um, well, one of the most common themes in numerology is repeating numbers. So, uh, a primary belief involved with it is that there's no such thing as coincidence. So when you, uh, commonly see a repeated number, it has a a significance and a meaning, and it's kind of like, you should figure it out. Uh, you should take the time to learn what that means. Um, so... I guess, what are the ones I see the most? I see 333 very frequently, and I see 444 almost as often. So I see those a good bit. Um, But apart from just repeating numbers, uh, number patterns. So the most well-known example of this is the Fibonacci sequence, which some of you may have heard of, some of you may not. But really, uh, what the Fibonacci sequence is, is where it's a sequence found uh, primarily in uh, geometric patterns, where uh, each number is the sum of the two numbers preceding it. Um, Like, okay, the human hand is a primary example of the Fibonacci sequence. So, if I'm not mistaken, it's the distance from the wrist to the first knuckle, and then the distance from your knuckle to your uh, first finger joint, and then first finger joint to fingertip, I believe is the correct... I don't know. Uh, you can you can Google Fibonacci sequence on, on Google and just hit images and you'll find plenty of stuff. Uh, it's found geometrically throughout the human body and nature in many different ways, so uh, really just take some time to research into that and you'll, you'll get what I'm kind of getting into there. Uh, another big example is pi, and the reason I suggest this is because of the fact that pi is in itself an infinite number, and uh, 
this coincides with the fact that geometrically a circle does not have a start or an end point, uh, making it infinite. So, um, little things like that. But also, um, it's very important to note that uh, numerology uh, has a much deeper complex meaning. So, a lot of people will end up doing numeral numerology. Sorry, I apologize. uh, I've been stuttering a lot lately. Numerological readings. And that's kind of similar to the way that you can get it like a zodiac or astrology reading. Um, But with numerology, what would happen is there is a sum or basically each of the letters in your name, for example, if you were to go by your full name, uh, would have a number equivalent and then all those numbers are added together to get a big digit, and then that is brought down to its uh, digital root. This digital root is going to be on a scale of 1 through 9, and then you will fall under a category depending on which number you have. And again, it's pretty simple to do. I've done them for for plenty of people. And a lot of times when someone does an astrological reading, and they want to confirm it, make sure it's accurate, they'll do a numerological reading, and they'll typically correspond. Um, Okay, that's really all there is on that. Um, If you need to know more, you can obviously research. Also, I will be recommending a book when we get to the end of the podcast, so just hold in tight for that. Um, Next up, we're going to start talking about astrology. There has gotten, uh, there's been a bit of stigma and a whole lot of just general misguidance with astrology um and the the biggest of biggest misconception uh with astrology is that people in astrology believe that the stars control your destiny that is not true um or that the stars are kind of in control of everything it's not that's not the case um the it's it's more accurate to say that the stars correlate with everything. So the stars aren't responsible for what happens. Rather, um, the stars can be used as a map to uh, allow you to understand what is happening or what will happen. Um, what a lot of people don't realize is that there are actually two main forms of astrology. You have natal astrology and you have mundane astrology. Now, uh, natal astrology deals with the individual and primarily things like uh, character breakdown. So if you're ever getting like an astrology reading, uh, it's definitely going to be under the category of natal astrology. So um, (laughs) basically with natal astrology, you're kind of looking into like the individual, their rising sign, their sun sign, their moon sign, uh, things of that nature, but also traits and tendencies that correlate with that all the small details involved with your zodiac and i really don't need to do much explaining just because you guys are probably pretty familiar with it um from general videos or general knowledge period but uh mundane astrology is a fairly similar topic but to a greater extent so mundane astrology is um focuses on nations, wars, treaties, large-scale events like that. So in this, in the way that a chart can be drawn for an individual, uh, 
a chart can also be drawn for a nation. So you can do astrological readings for things like uh, the U.S. or like Germany or just any country in general. Uh, the thing is, there's a lot more you have to pay attention to. Uh, there's a lot more tiny details that you're looking for. Uh, and a lot of times when people do a mundane astrological reading, they're going to definitely use numerology in several instances to make sure that it's valid. Because naturally, when you're kind of, when you're trying to figure out what the destiny were, what what time holds for a nation, you want to be accurate. Uh, it's a much tougher gig for people who are hired to do uh, mundane astrology because that is a thing. People are hired to do that. Uh, okay. That really sums all that up. If you're looking to figure out how to do these types of readings, uh, numerology and astrology, both included, uh, I will be recommending a book at the end. So again, stay tuned for that. And I will go ahead and let you know it's only like $12 if you order it on Amazon. So really, this is, it, trust me, just hang in there. Um, last thing we're going to talk about is witchcraft and Wicca. Now, a lot of people uh, will see any symbol correlating with witchcraft or Wicca and go, oh, that's demonology, which is false. Um, there's a lot of differences between general practice of witchcraft and demonology. Um, we're going to be getting more into demonology in one of the later uh, occult-oriented podcasts, so just uh, hang in there if you're looking for details on that although I haven't studied too intensely in that subject, so I'm not really going to go uh, into too much detail. Uh, but with witchcraft, you'll see mainly the things that witchcraft focuses on, regardless of what kind of witch you are, whether it's, uh, you know, uh, a green witch or a, a dark witch of any kind. Uh, it, you're focusing on personal power. You're focusing on how can I increase my personal power and actually learn how to properly manifest the things that are going on in my life. So, like, prior to even practicing witchcraft, you have to basically achieve the, the train of thought that what I am doing is what is causing my environment to be the way it is. So, with witchcraft, you're understanding that you're manifesting your reality, and you're just trying to figure out how you can best manipulate it and kind of gain control of it. Um... Obviously, this is done um, with witchcraft through spells, incantations, uh, sometimes potions. I mean, it just kind of depends. Uh, one of the things that you'll see most often that is a form of witchcraft is uh, cleansing, whether it's with sage or palo santo or like cedar, um, but that that's probably the most common form. Uh, it is important to note for all of you who, who cleanse, um, when you cleanse with sage, it eliminates the energy from an environment, which means the next energy or rather emotion that you have in that environment is what uh, is going to primarily fill up that environment. So I cleansed right before I did this podcast uh, just to kind of get more of a um, study-ish and work-ish vibe going on in my room. Uh, just so whenever I'm in my room again, I'm like, okay, it's time to get work done, uh, and kind of get right to things a little more easily. But, um, again, with witchcraft, you're just kind of focusing on personal power and, 
uh, proper manifestations. Uh, although you can end up being larger scale, obviously there's there's spells that apply to other people in your life and things of that nature because uh, it's important to remember that any thought or um, anything that you think or say is a form of energy that you put out into the universe, so it comes back in some way, shape, or form. Um, now, specifically, uh, when it comes to the details of Wicca, I am not a specialist, but I do know in Wicca they are focusing more on the Norse gods um, rather than the Greek pantheon, for example, which in witchcraft uh, you do have a couple uh, gods and goddesses that you're worshipping that are definitely from the Greek pantheon. Hecate is probably the most common one. Uh, I have... <laughs> A nice nifty little book that I've decided to buy is the Encyclopedia of Spir Spirits by uh, Judica Isles. I believe that's how you pronounce her name. Uh, but it's a pretty it's a pretty dense book. But it names off just about every spirit, god, goddess in both the Greek pantheon, Norse pantheon, as well as just in general. So, like, if you've seen Supernatural, then you know what a, a woman in white is. It lists that in there. It lists several things of that nature. So, um, nice book to buy in that in that situation. You just kind of get a, if you want to get a full grasp of like um, spiritual entities, it's definitely a good book to buy. But um, yeah, Wiccaism really focuses on connection to nature, and if you've ever played. Uh, any type of video game where it focuses on things like uh, druidism, that's very much based on Wicca and uh, your connection to nature and uh, primary worship of things like Norse gods or nature-oriented gods. But in total, that basically sums up our podcast for today. Now, real quick, uh, I said I was going to tell you about that book. That is a good idea to buy for anyone who's either looking to practice uh, or just in general wanting to learn more information about these topics. And the book is called The Black Arts. It is by Richard Cavendish. Um, it is actually an old, old book that was recently, uh, I guess you can say, rewritten? I'm not sure if that's a completely accurate term. But uh, here on the front cover, it literally says, An Absorbing Account of Witchcraft, Demonology, Astrology, and Other Mystical Practices Throughout the Ages, I will go ahead and say that the way that the this book explains all the practices is very Christian centric. So in that sense, you it would probably be wise for you to have some Christian knowledge to fully understand uh, the the alliterations and metaphors that it uses. But apart from that, you can still learn to do just about everything using that book, and it literally costs like twelve dollars on Amazon. So feel free to go get you a copy. It's worth it, trust me. That was probably the first book I bought that significantly got me into uh, active practice. But that sums up today's podcast. I've enjoyed talking with everyone. Feel free to uh, get in touch with me through my Instagram. That's where I'm at most of the time. Um, also, quick word, uh, I encourage everyone out here to uh, spread as much positivity as possible. Uh, there is a lot going on, not only in my community, but in the community of the world in terms of changes, whether it's uh, activism within the climate change movement or things of that nature, but a lot's going on right now. 
as I'm sure everyone is aware. And so it's just good to spread positivity and remain positive as much as you can. Now, I'm not saying when you've had a totally shitty day that you should just try and put on a fake smile. Don't do that. You know, you need to let you need to let your emotions out. But try to keep it positive as much as you can and just spread positivity. It's always a good thing to do that. So that concludes today's podcast, and I hope you all enjoyed it.